Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. This is episode 57. It's finals month. It's title time. I'm uh, probably going to be busting out this uh, little trophy that I got every time someone wins a title. It's going to be coming out a lot in the next week or two, perhaps a lot this weekend. There are quite a few teams who are right on the brink of winning titles, and also the big finals for European competitions are set for a lot of the cup competitions. It's going to be a really, really interesting month of May. And like I said, this very weekend here is the beginning of the end for quite a few titles. It is the end for quite a few titles. So let's get into it. Let's see where we're at with all the things going on in Europe right now. All right. I want to start with Chelsea. Now, Chelsea, the first thing I want to mention is two of their teams are in Champions League finals. If you don't know what I'm talking about, the Chelsea ladies, the Chelsea women have made it all the way to the end. I talked about this in my last episode where Emma Hayes delivered probably the most unbelievable post-match interview I think I've ever heard. Um, puts me in tears listening to her. Not going to not gonna lie. If it doesn't, check it out. It's on my last episode or just go ahead and at least Google the interview and YouTube it because it, it's spectacular. So Chelsea's women are in a Champions League final for the first time in the club's history. Emma Hayes, first female coach to be in a Champions League final, obviously, men or, men or women. And the Chelsea men knocked out Real Madrid quite handily, actually, to advance to the Champions League final as well. They will meet City, who disposed of PSG, to be honest. Aside from that first leg, uh, first half that we saw last week, City really did control this. I mean, they, they were the much better side. And as you saw, PSG just kind of, they just have an inability to deal with struggling when they are playing a better team, right? I think in Ligue 1, they're so used to being on top in most games that it kind of just pans out for them in the end. They know that they can wear teams down. But when they are the team that is needing to figure out a way to chase the game, needing to figure out a way to win small battles, they don't do it very well. And they, they lose their temperament a lot. It's happened in very, very many high-profile Champions League games. And it could potentially be happening in the league. I'll get to that in a few. As far as the Champions League goes, tell me, someone come and tell me N'Golo Kante is not a top five player in the world. Look, I know you want to put Messi in that category. Sure, put Ronaldo in there, Mbappe, Holland. I, I, I know you may, Lewandowski, I know there's a few, but a case has to be made for N'Golo Kante because... Look, he, he set up the two Chelsea goals against Real Madrid in the second leg. And in both both legs, he was absolutely outstanding. And this is not the first time. Almost every time Chelsea have an important big win, I'm texting my friends and I'm like, N'Golo Kante, man of the match. Anyone disagree? And they're always like, can't argue. I mean, this person played well. This person played well. Aspie was great. Mount was great. But without N'Golo, who knows what that? Who knows what would have happened? And that is the thing. He is so special. Uh, really, if anyone wants to, to, if anyone disagrees with me, I would love to love to debate you about it. Let's let's do an episode where we debate how good N'Golo Kante really is. If he wins the Champions League and the Euros this summer, I know it's a stretch, but Champions League's one game away, and the Euros, he's playing for one of the strongest teams, the World Champions. If he wins those two tournaments, I, that is your trophy cabinet as laden as it can possibly be. And yes, players like Sergio Ramos, you know, guys like Ronaldo, they've won a lot of Champions League titles. 
but they haven't. But Ramos has won the World Cup. He's won the Euros. He's he's got a very nice full deck of things. But it's a tough category to get into, and especially to be a key player in all of those. And there's there's not a whole lot of people that that can say that. And I think N'Golo Kante has been was the best player in the semifinals, closely followed by Phil Foden. Performances have been terrific from him. I mean, he he does so many things. He's so unbelievably physically explosive. He's he's very deceiving for being so small and everything. But goodness, between him and Mason Mount, I think. I think they are the two that this season have sort of risen out to the crop of the young English potential midfield players that they have. Those two, I think, have really shown the most. Another person who deserves an enormous amount of credit is Thomas Tuchel. Wow. Um, what a job. And look, I was someone who was in the camp of I don't like the Lampard firing. It didn't feel right to me, but I knew that he was in big trouble. <laughs> you could just tell. No, Being a Chelsea fan, you know when a manager is starting to skate on thin ice. And so it, it was coming. He needed something big to change. And from what it sounds like, it was already starting to sort of just edge down. Some of the senior players, I think, who have been coached by top, top-level coaches were not as moved anymore. So it, it didn't work in the end. But I think what Lampard did was he brought back this this nice sense of positivity, like a great mood to the club. The young players were coming. Everything was more youthful and, and exciting. Prior to him, there was Mourinho, which ended obviously terribly. Conte, which was great and then tanked. And then Sarri, which was just kind of like flat from the beginning. We needed something exciting. We needed young players to start getting in the fold. And the job Lampard did, I think he did a really good job to set Tuchel up. And as well, got to give it to the club for recruiting the players that they did. And now Tuchel is a squad that he can pretty much do exactly what he wants with. They're so loaded, it's really tough to say that they're not, I mean, it's not, I mean, it looks like a 50-50 game, the final to me, based on these two teams who will play each other in the Premier League this weekend. And uh, actually, that's one of the first titles that can be won. If if Man City beat Chelsea this weekend, they will wrap up the Premier League title. But it's going to be super interesting. I mean, the Chelsea ladies, them being in the final, they are playing against Barcelona. That is going to be an incredible game, I think. Who knows where that one's going to go? Barcelona, I think, are the better side in terms of the way they play football. Chelsea are just extremely well organized. They defend very, very well, and they have heavy hitter players who can make the difference out of nowhere. So these are all going to be exciting games to watch, right? So is the Europa League final. I thought for just a minute Arsenal would do it. Uh, look, Arsenal are getting pilloried for the way they get they went out here, and I, I think it's a little unfair. You go down to 10 men when you're 2-0 down in Spain, and you claw a goal back. You get an important away goal. You play a pretty solid defensive performance at home. It's a little bit stale, but you could tell the players were nervous. They wanted to make sure that they kept the door shut on Villarreal because it just things weren't clicking that well. But Aubameyang hits the crossbar and the post, I think. And, I mean, there's a few different opportunities. If something goes in, they go through. And we have an all-English final because Man United mauled Roma. Absolutely mauled them. So, uh, over over the two legs. Roma did get the 3-2 win at home, which is great for them. A little bit of confidence boost. But all the damage was done in the last in the second half of the first leg. Not much to say about that tie aside from Man United. I think clear favorites to win the whole thing. But I have to give some props to Raul Albiol. I think from Villarreal, he was a monster. At center back, he did he won everything, and he he understood how to just diffuse any Arsenal pressure. He did such a good job of 
changing the pace of the game in terms of, the, of Virial's build-out from the back, when he needed to go long, when he needed to go short, even with it's short and then bring the ball back to go long just so you draw Arsenal in a little bit. He was very intelligent. And, yeah, I have to say, man of the match. Um, and you've got Unai Emery, the Europa League specialist, did it three times with Sevilla, and now he's got Villarreal in the final. So, Man United, I'd say clear favorites. But this is a 90-minute game. Anything can happen. And Unai's got the magic in this. So we'll see if it happens. But, but yeah, really, really, really impressive start. All right. La Liga this weekend, total mess. This is the one that's. This is going to be the great, the great little weekend. It's so unfortunate Sevilla did not beat Atletico Bilbao on Monday. Had they done that, they would still be within three points of everybody. Now they've dropped off a little bit, but they can still damage the whole thing. Sevilla play against Real Madrid. Barça play Atleti. It's going to be. I mean, it is full on crunch time weekend in La Liga. So tune into those for sure. Another game to tune into, if you're a PSG fan, it's PSG versus Rennes because today, LOSC, Lille, won 3-0 in the Derby du Nord. They beat Lens, and it is a huge victory. First of all, Burak Yilmaz, they score on a penalty early in the game. His penalty is excellent. It's top corner off the post, and you could see the relief it gave them. Then he goes and scores an incredible long-range bomb. Left-footed, it's his weak foot. Smashes one from like 20, 30, 25, 30 yards out, top corner. And then, then there was a red card for Lance. And then Jonathan David gets one in the second half to make it 3-0. And you're looking at Lille right now. Two matches to play. If they can win them both, the title's theirs. PSG play this weekend on Sunday against Rennes in a game that that's that's a very tough match away this, this French title, it's not this weekend, but but we're talking potentially next week, potentially the week after. It's really, really close. And PSG still have every shot of getting back into it. If they win out and, and Lille make one mistake, they'll win the title. So we're on an IFED right now. Going to be super interesting. Um, the German League is almost done, right? Uh, that that That's going to be that's going to be a fun one because... I know Leipzig have been kind of hanging on for the last two weeks, just kind of dangling in there. Uh, Bayern, so Bayern, if they win this weekend, they'll they'll wrap up their title. We said City might wrap up theirs. The Chelsea women also, they play against Reading this weekend. If they beat them, they wrap up the Women's Super League title. So it, 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 it's fallen in everywhere. Sporting Lisbon, they're eight points clear with three matches to play. Do the math. If they win... Their next match, they secure their first Portuguese title in 20 years. Besiktas, they play against Galatasaray this weekend. Istanbul Derby, what an, I mean, it's so sad there's no crowd for this. Because if you know anything about Turkish football, Besiktas, these crowds are are just top, top, top level intensity. So what a way to be crowned champions for Besiktas. If they beat Galatasaray, they win the league super exciting. So look, if you have any access to some of these, if you can see the Portuguese Liga, uh, check it out this weekend. See if you can watch Sporting. They're going to, I mean, them winning a title is going to be a seminal moment, huge historical moment for them. Big moment for the Portuguese Liga. Besiktas, look, they win titles, but still, this is a crunch match, a derby. There's a lot to tune into this weekend. And again, Women's Super League, Atta Football, that's where you want to go if you want to catch... Uh, if you want to be able to see more of that, that this game may be televised in a few more places. And then beyond that, we've also got cups. Leicester 
play Chelsea in the FA Cup final. Atalanta play against Juve in the Coppa Italia. I love that. There's kind of this fun thing where you've got the sort of like cult hipster team, Leicester, Atalanta, against Giants in Chelsea and Juve. And look, I'm a Chelsea fan, so I do hope Chelsea win win the FA Cup. But Leicester winning it, wouldn't really make me sad. I love the idea of Leicester being successful. It's just a smack in the face to all those uh, Super League dudes that think that certain clubs only should have the right to be at the top. Unfortunately for Leicester, they just got beat 4-2 by Newcastle. They looked awful. And so they've really got to keep clawing. If, if they want to secure a top four spot, they've, they've really got to be careful here. As far as the other finals that are going on, uh, some of the matchups aren't really that 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 mind blowing. I, I think in 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 France you've got PSG against Montpellier that might be interesting. Uh, obviously Rangers are out of the Scottish Cup at this point, the Scottish FA Cup as well. So there's some interesting ones around there, but I, I the ones I highlighted here I really think are going to be the things that are most interesting. Like I said, in Portugal, you're about to have a changing of the guard. And we saw a changing of the guard just happen in Italy. It's not going to happen this year in Germany. City are going to win the title. And, I mean, they're pulling it away from Liverpool, so that's a changing. So it's going to be really, really interesting. Hopefully, over the next week, uh, we start seeing a lot of trophies get lifted. And it's going to just continue all the way into the Europa League final, and then Champions League final. And so enjoy your month of May. I think in the next episode, or in one coming up, I am going to highlight all of the teams that I think are interesting that are coming up. Because we always talk about the top divisions, don't we? We're always ever really only talking about top flights because let's, let's, be, let's face it, the football world is huge. But why not take a look at who's coming up into these leagues who might be interesting to follow? Teams that maybe have something where they're going to come in and actually do something in the league, kind of like Leeds did this year, right? So I would like to give some shine to all of these second division clubs that are about to come up before they actually get into the league or the leagues that they will represent. Everybody, thanks so much for stopping by. Enjoy your weekend. This is Campfire Football. Bye-bye.